what's going on? Dude, I got a ton <laughs> to talk to you about. All right. I'll always start out of the gate. My Airbnb, Blue Ridge. Yeah. Losing money. Not doing good. Really? <laughs> so we bought it. And I, I just, you know, my first year, you don't know what you're buying. You don't know, you know. And um, I did my taxes. And I'm like, oh, wow, this, this did pretty good. Like, you know, just yeah. especially for me not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like literally not doing anything, not anything at all that you're supposed to do. And, uh, but man, uh, had to write a check to the mortgage company had, uh, and then uh-huh. it looks like this month, same thing. So, um, it's good though, man. I'm going all in. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like one of those things I'm like now that there's like a pain, but it's like, okay, I'm all in on this now. Cause I'm like, I, I love it there. I love blue, you know? So I, um, you have it. You have it listed on Airbnb. Is yeah, that how? Yep, okay. Yeah, that, is that your main source of booking? Yeah, that it's only VRBO. I don't think we get many listings from it though. Really? Um, I am seeing some chatter about more listings coming from VRBO now. I don't. I don't know what's causing that, but um, but there are. It could be worse because there's some people who bought last year at like double the price I bought and they have like no reviews, like no, no bookings, nothing. So I'm like, that would really suck. I can't imagine. But so game, my attack plan, it was good. We got to, we need to have him on the podcast. I had him on my YouTube channel. Um, his name's Taylor Jones. He's out of, uh, Orlando or something, but he's buying up short-term journals like crazy. So I had him on my YouTube channel he gave me like a list of like things and I'm basically just doing everything he told me to do. One thing was like, I hung up those little lights. What are they called? Tea lights or something. Do you know what are the ones about? that you kind of yeah, strand? You just drink, from, yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I hung those up over the hot tub. We're going to hang another, you know, so that looked cool. Um, I bought some more games. So like there's, you know, that can be in the listing, but uh, the biggest thing I did that I'm most excited about is I hired a copywriter that just specializes in Airbnb listings. Dude, <laughs> ultimate hack job, I yeah. think. Right. And um, so I got I got the work back. Yeah, it took him a week. Got the work back yesterday. F- really impressed with everything he um so there's like one small thing, you know, you think everything's not a big deal, but he there's basically like five amenities that you have to have. And like, dude, I'm not talking like we have a hot tub. He's like, no, it's like a desk to work at. A hair dryer is a bit. It was like all these little <laughs> things that we didn't have. Oh, oh uh, hangers in the closet. Like oh, even even that. It was like these five essential things that people can screen you out at their Airbnb search, and we didn't have any of it. And it was like, and dude, this cabin's nice. I mean, it's like. You know, hot yeah. tub, the whole deal. But it's like, so anyway, so I'm excited about it. More yeah. TBD. Uh, on yeah. It. So how long have you owned it for? A couple of years? Yeah, I think this is my second or third year. You know, okay. COVID, everything like yeah. that's together. But yeah. And, and do you feel like it did better your first year? Or is it just kind of, you're just still trying to figure it out so new? Yeah, I think last year was just a crazy epic year for everything Airbnb. Yeah. Because people still weren't going to Europe last year, right? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So now, first part. dude, I know so many people, me and my wife know so many people that are in Europe right now, in Greece or Italy or London, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think just the international travel has just naturally shrunk the, um, yeah. but Pigeon Forge cabins, bro, they are like, they don't have a hot tub or nothing and they are just still crushing. That place like, is insane. I, I mean, 
Like I, I remember as a kid growing up and <laughs> yeah. going there, and it just felt like this like out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. hillbilly town, super fun, all the weird little trinket shops and stores. Yeah. And, but now, like, I mean, it's bumper to bumper traffic. You're waiting in lines. Oh like, yeah. It's why it just has blown my mind how much it's changed. Yeah, and and it's got so many dynamics. So it's like the you know that blue collar economy. They don't experience recessions. But even like this guy this morning, my boss said he was like. Yeah, I'm going there this weekend, volleyball tournament. I'm like, there's just so much stuff like that yeah. up there that drives, you know, that's not cyclical or whatever. It's just, it's just going to drive the economy. Yeah. So Brittany's wanting to just go all in next year and get Dollywood. Have you ever done the Dollywood Pass thing? No, we haven't. We, okay. We looked into it once and we're like, we have to go a handful of times for it to make sense. But yeah. Well, like they've more than twice or something. Yeah. If you get, well, they might have changed it because if you go twice, it's definitely worth it to buy okay. the pass. And the deal is you get parking. But anyway, so we're like, she's like, let's go on next year because you get buddy passes. But it's like, I don't I mean, we can't use our own cabin. It's booked, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's wild. That's so so wild. anyway. So yeah, that's an interesting, that's a world that, um, you know, I, I've never really been a, a in. Um, actually in the middle of, of purchasing property now that I'm yeah. kind of going back and forth with my wife about doing uh, more of a short-term rental approach. Okay. Uh, but, you know, you start add. you're like, okay, it's a bigger upfront cross. We got to furnish it out. And then we're thinking things like, oh, but we have to make it look interesting, like a theme. Oh, yeah. We got to make sure the mattress, you know, you start Everything. competing with a hotel. You're like, okay, what do people care about in a hotel? Are the mattresses comfortable? Is it clean? You know, is yeah. it accessible to the things around them? And it's like, oh, like we're going to have to start dealing with review. Like oh. I'm starting to make a list in my mind. I'm like, maybe it's worth the difference of income. Yeah. Not to make that. <laughs> oh, dude. No, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not I have managers for all because I'm okay. Like, do you? Oh, bro. No, no, no. The people are insane. Yeah. Like the guys that I let arbitrage, you know, they'll, one of them I'm, I'm good friends with. We should definitely have him on the podcast. Kendall, have I told you about him? No. Bro, <laughs> he out hustles us 10 to 1. I mean, he's, he's an insane guy. He's awesome. He's building an empire. It's awesome. But he, uh, yeah, he'll show me reviews of the houses he's leasing for me. But he's these people are crazy. so. What my favorite one has been like? It doesn't. He gave. He got like a one star view. Like it doesn't have a hot tub. It was like, <laughs> dude, I didn't tell you it had all. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I never said it. He had was a, upset that it didn't have a hot tub. <laughs> it was like, but that's the kind of crap, dude. And yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's it, it's exhausting. Oh, I read an article the other day where uh, someone complained about. Uh, like uh, some mold and then an old bag, dirty bag had been left. And like she left a terrible review, made a comment and the lady got upset who owned the Airbnb and like stormed over and started screaming at her and said, get out of my house. That's amazing. I was like, oh my goodness. She just hit a limit where she's like, done, you're out. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My, um, oh, the other thing too is, my buddy owns that little tiny house community, Lookout Valley. Do you know oh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I haven't seen it. You were telling me about it the other oh, yeah. day. Well, yeah. yeah, you got to check that out. Yeah, and uh, he, everybody preaches like passive income. I got managers for that. No, bro. He, I mean, he's got a manager on manager, 30 employee. I mean, the whole deal. <laughs> and like, no, it's 11 o'clock on a Friday night. He's over there because the power went out. And apparently with Airbnb, 
if the power's out or if there's a bug, if you just text them, it's your bug, it's automatic refund. Like they can get out. Oh, interesting. So he was out there like trying to calm people down to get them to stay. And the power got on a couple hours later, but it was like, bro. That, oh, man. That's scary. When you have, you know, scale looks fun when you have 30 Airbnbs in a yeah. community, but when they all request refunds at once, I was like, that that gets yeah. not, not fun quick. So yeah. anyway. It's interesting to think about. So just just a little progress on that. So I'll keep you updated on that. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I I uh, it's already looking up. Like fall, winter does really well yeah. in Blue Ridge anyway. Like the manager was texting me, so um, and and we did it a little bit to ourselves because our our rate is like really high. Because I don't, when people talk about being full like all the time, like your your rates, like you know, because there's people where we live that brag about like. Yeah, I only had like one day vacant. It's like, what do you? What's your rate? It's like sixty seven dollars. It's like, <laughs> dude, that's not good. Like, no, yeah. no, I'm out on yeah. that. So, anyway, so that's that's what uh had that had some tenant turnover on um, on my long term stuff. My one of my tenants did I tell you sold? So I leased to her. She Airbnbs. Okay, she sold the business, the Airbnb business, to this. Airbnb company. All right. Are you with me so far? <laughs> but it's your your house. That That's right. Right. Okay. That's right. That's right. It's like she just sold yes. her Airbnb. So I'm like, yeah, probably, I'm sure that's what Kindle eventually wants to do. But uh but you know, she she told me the amount and um I mean it's it's not like lifetime money, but it's like it's it's a decent little chunk of change, especially yeah. for like not owning the real estate or anything. Yeah. You know? That's brilliant. Oh, it's great. Oh, so man, uh, that's so that's so smart. Well, I've never even thought about subleasing and then selling oh yeah. The business of subleasing. Oh, oh yeah. And so then well, apparently like my buddy that owns that he's like it's a thing like Vacasa, Avant State, they're all buying up, rolling up these things and so uh what was interesting though is i uh i went up i went up from 2000 to 2350 on one of them and i didn't i tried not to get too cute you know you don't want to get because i don't want to mess up her deal she's been amazing and i'm i'm making great money it's like i don't want to be greedy but what i did dude is like so this is like a company so i'm like all right let's go so i got they wanted a. They started kind of the conversation with me like they wanted a five year lease because it is a big risk to them. And you know, if yeah. they pay for this business and then I just kick them out at the end of the year, so they wanted a five year lease. I was like, yeah, I'll do. I'll, I'll give you that. And like that helps everybody, right? Yeah. I don't. The only kind of hiccup is like when they sent the lease to me, or I sent the lease to them. They were okay with it, but they added these. Thing. most of them were okay it was basically like my standard lease has like you can't sublease so they were like strike all striking all that it was fine yeah. but they put like a 90-day clause in there like they can terminate anytime i'm like absolutely not we're not i'm i'm not and then but they were like okay they just signed it so like so now dude i've got five-year leases that's on these amazing. three oh i'm pumped yeah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's so it's like kind of one success one failure story yeah, for you that's incredible so like i'm just trying to process that can yeah. you like are there different tax implications for you as the owner because it almost sounds like commercial property now yeah as opposed to residential property but i mean it's, it's the same property tax yeah. and all that yeah yeah 
that's, so that's a great hack. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll TBD, see. right? Yeah. It's like it's just like yeah, my Blue Ridge cap. Like, this is awesome. Like now, this is not awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I just like owning the asset, man. And I've thought. I mean, I've gone. <clears throat> you know me. I'm always like looking for businesses and hustles. Dude, I just don't want to do it with the Airbnb thing. And be, like, cause like Kendall, like you know, he's like, oh, I've got systems and Pat. Like, dude, you follow him on Instagram. I mean, it's like eleven on a Friday night. He's always still HVACs out. Oh, like, man. so yeah, it's like, oh, it's brutal. So it's like, yeah. I just don't. I'm okay going all in, building a business, whatever it takes. But like, I don't want that business. I don't want to deal with these flaky consumers and just the whole system like, i just don't want to do it you know what yeah, i mean yeah. but i don't know so what's what's up with you man you're you sold you got the 1031 thing you look found some properties yeah yeah i've got my eye on some i've got um uh, uh i'm under contract on a couple um uh, a couple multi-families and then a single family which i'm trying to figure out do yeah. i want to rent it or do i want to airbnb right right um hey have you have you thought about uh you know the good hack is medium term. Have you looked into that? Medium term? Is yeah. That... That's like Furnish Finder. Yeah. Like the okay. nurses. Furnish Finder I'm so, aware of. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do monthly lease, uh, yeah, monthly, it's like the furnished. You mm-hmm. don't have to abide by like the local short term rental rules right. and laws and you, you still get a great premium rent, you know? Yeah. So a lot of, uh, I've got one friend I think I've told you about him. He he has a couple and they crush. I mean, he he said yeah. most people stay three to six months and he loves it. He the, the, they're low maintenance people. Mm-hmm. You know, they stay high quality. You know, that's that's the biggest thing I like with this uh, short renting to short term people is like, man, they keep it so nice. You know, yeah, they have to. Yeah, it's still a sense of home. You yeah, know, even though it's not their stuff, they yeah, they yeah. still want it to feel like home so that makes sense right 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 whereas like a you know airbnb weekend you're just like ah, we can who yeah. cares yeah yeah <laughs> um do have you i found an apartment complex for you in birmingham yeah i found it uh you know like all good real estate investors on tiktok you know <laughs> and uh i'm going through the map and i'm like you know how something's like too good to be true and you're like i mean yeah. I, so the tiktok guy ended up making fun of the listing it was on loop Net. I'll send you, I did a little video clip, my own video clip of it on, for YouTube, Instagram. So yeah, dude, it's a 10 K it's, it's exactly what you're looking for, Charlie. It's a 27 unit apartment complex in Birmingham. Okay. Okay. Purchase price is like million three. Okay. Um, the, uh, and it's, it's like a 10 and a half cap and you're like, hell yeah, let's go. So I, I, uh, Brittany's out of town. So I'm like, you know, not last night. I'm like doing the math. I'm like, hell yeah, this work. Like this is Charlie needs to buy. Like this is, this is it. Right. Yeah. And so it's all section eight, eight fifty a month. Right. And you're like, I'm doing the math and I'm like, I, this TikTok guy's messed up. Like I don't, these numbers work, <laughs> dude. I didn't do the debt service. Right. So like, I, you know, you got to do a, the loan amounts like nine ninety. Yeah. No, dude. You do the the taxes. You add the the taxes and insurance was wrong. The ma- the lawn maintenance was wrong. The pest control was wrong. When you make all these adjustments and do, yeah, it's losing like two thousand a month. I was oh, like, yeah, man, that yeah. that does not sound like fun. Because it was, dude. It was. Va- I mean, 
there was uh, out of a 22 unit, they had like eight vacancies. It was it was not good. And the other ones, they'd only list, they'd only rented one for 850, and it looked like they rented it because they had promised to pay the utilities. Which oh, is, dude, have you ever gotten into that? Don't uh, ever. I, don't I know that. Yeah. I know that's common sense. Like, <laughs> just like a lot of things in my life, I have to learn that one the hard way. Bro, that tropic zone on Colville, North Chattanooga, mm-hmm. for some reason, it was actually a duplex, but they built out this little crappy one bedroom. So because of that, we had to pay. The meter wasn't split. And so we had to pay. Holy uh, crap, dude. Our water and EPB bill power bill it, it was like i live in a three thousand square foot house this these people in a thousand square foot do they were it was more expensive i mean they had the air on 65 like all you know they had yeah. no oh it was so bad yeah it they was, don't care because they're no, not paying for it. Yeah. absolutely oh, man. it was so bad <laughs> so yeah that's awful learn that one the hardest yeah. so yeah it was, it was uh definitely uh numbers are, are it's the tough like i know there's people who um, you know, or just like, no, just acquire, acquire, buy, 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 buy. Yeah. The numbers will eventually work itself. But like some people have, right. uh, maybe they just have different layers of bulletproof vests on than, than right. I do, like yeah, get yeah. certain things in order. Um, uh, but that like, I don't know, like I'm just always looking at numbers and like, yeah, I'm like, this has to cash flow. Like, right. I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, you're looking at a business or a startup, like you, you're not, you're you don't want to invest in something that's just burning cash, you know, with no plan to get out of it. For sure. And it's just interesting to see, you know, looking at some of these higher price things and you're trying to do the math on it. It is a little bit more complicated. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I, I, that actually a question I've been curious, um, something you're, it's more your expect expertise. Like, what do you think about like, um, uh, from a loan, like a, you know, 30 year conventional from an investment standpoint, 30 year conventional versus like an, uh, an, an arm rate, you know, cause those rates are look, they, they look on paper a lot better, but obviously yeah. you know, they're variable rates, but you're like, man, I could cash flow two or $300 more a month. Right. You know, I, um, okay. I'm, I've never liked that. I've never liked sure. you know, arm rates, but I, I, it seems like it's a strategy that some people use. Yeah. So, um, like a lot of things, I've kind of done a 180 on them. I've I've never liked them. I've definitely done them on like commercial loans and stuff. But man, uh, uh, do you remember about three or four months ago when like the mortgage market shut down? Yeah, they, like they like it totally shut down. Like it right. like the rates were blowing up. Like mortgages just weren't getting done. Like there was no buyer. So the, anyway, so this local bank, they uh, I meet this guy on the golf course. I'm like, how's it going, Joe? And he's like, oh, dude, I'm killing it with mortgages. And he's like a commercial lender like me. And he's like, I'm like, really? What are you doing? He goes, yeah, we're doing in-house mortgages. It's all five-year arms, even 10-year arms. But the reality is, is people, we've stayed in our house the longest, which is we're in it six years now. But how long have you been in your house? It'll be four years in November. Okay. And how long have you been... How long were you in your Columbia house? Three and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, even in your current house, you kind of, I'm not saying you cheat, but you finished out the basement. So you did right. something. You did oh, kind yeah. of like a life. It, it changed yeah, it, yeah. our pace. We were just talking about this the other well, day. You, like, well, you refinanced too yeah, or something, I'm assuming. Yep. So every, th- dude, most people only stay in their house five years anyway, and they refinance usually every three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
I don't know. I mean, if it's going to get you in a deal, my thing first and foremost, if, if it's a deal, buy it, figure out the financing, Yeah. It, you know, and, but, um, but second, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely open to it. And dude, the reality is, is a lot of, uh, everybody shuns it, you know, your boy, Dave Ramsey, you know, all that. But the reality is like pretty much all hotels are done on this arm structure, yeah. even, and dude, they're crazy. I mean, they'll go one year arm or like what, but the and you think that's stupid or whatever, but dude, the rate is stupid low, yeah. right? It's interest only. They cash flow like crazy and they know that they'll be able to refinance somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I've kind of been thinking about it. Of yeah. like, well, you know, I'm starting to do this enough where I'm like, oh yeah, we change it. That's kind of part of the strategy is changing out the loans, refinancing, Absolutely. moving things around. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, we'll just bulk up some cash flow for a year. Absolutely. You know, kind of get your, right. you know, recuperate from the purchase. Yeah. Then refinance. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, all right. Switching gears. I got a lot to talk to you about. Um, I had the best experience ever on an app lately. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever? Yeah, dude. And you being like in your new job. Oh, wait. I got new job going well. You got a new job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going this good? is uh, week one. Yeah. All right. It's, it's, going, are it's in, going well. Are you in stealth mode or you want to talk about it or wait or... Um, no, yeah, I, I, I'm still kind of like learning the business and yeah. still you yeah, know, yeah. trying to get my head around. I'm excited uh, for you. Bit. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like a perfect fit, everything. So yeah, I'm excited yeah, for you. I, I've, <laughs> this is probably not a, a great thing to admit, but like I kind of look at, uh, career paths, sort of like the way we're talking about loans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah, just a few years in is a big investment, you know, in yeah. this startup, you know, when you look at the equity or whatever yeah, versus, yeah. you know, joining some bigger company, right. huge salary or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you got to wait six, seven years to get oh, yeah. no, a, I a think, pay bomb or something. I think that's smart, man. That's, I mean, historically that's, that's paid off. That's worked out. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It hasn't <laughs> for me yet, but. <laughs> right. No, no, it will. Uh, the, all right. So the um, True Bill, dude, have you ever signed up for it? I haven't. I mean, I've, I hear ads for it all the time. I've I've looked Same. it up, but yep. I just I haven't. All right. So let me in. let me just give you the context. All right. So I it's been on my every. All right. So budgeting. Do we gotta have like I don't want Dave Ramsey on, but like somebody to like really pick on like Dave because we we somehow end up bad mouthing every time. So like <laughs> I don't think budgets work. It doesn't work in my family. Okay. I, I, it doesn't work for me and my wife. And like so, my neighbor we. Uh, both of our wives are out of town so we were like hanging out drinking bourbon two nights ago and we were both just talking about how like we it's funny we both have the same thing like yeah budgets just don't work for us like at all it just causes fights it just caught it causes you know whatever but what we do to kind of compensate and we both do this is like weird we dedicate like two months to like no spending at all like just like nothing you know what I mean? Like everything's yeah. getting cut, right? So like, and for me, we usually choose like February or March and then, uh, I don't know, September, October, you know, something yeah. like, you know, just kind of like one month, like everything recurring gets cut, everything. Yeah. You just, unless it's like a power bill or something, it's getting cut. Like, I don't care. I'll even Spotify, like I'll sign up for it next month. Like everything gets cut. Okay. Okay. And, um, so like, oh yeah, I do the same thing. And, uh, 
so he was pitching me on Truebill. He's like, bro, it's like three bucks a month. And it like, we were paying for all this crap. And I'm like, same as you, dude. I get hit up on Instagram for it, all that. And I'm like, oh, it's just so much work, like adding your credit cards. And he's like, yeah, it was actually pretty easy how they set it up. And I'm like, I was just really disappointed with, uh, Gonna go back to true but the points guy. Do you ever follow him on? Oh, uh, credit card. Yeah, the points? credit card points yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome website, but he has this um, app, and it's supposed oh, to really? like, yeah, you load all your credit cards, and it's supposed to like tell you if you're at the coffee shop, like what credit card you use to maximize your points oh, or that's whatever. Yeah, so like that's cool. Yeah, dude, it just like doesn't work or something know, yeah. it was so much work it like I tr- i've tried twice i'm like all right this doesn't work so i'm like real like gunshot from that bro a son of a true bill charlie i'm telling you you know me i'm probably your least competent it friend you know technology dude i had this thing up and running in like five minutes i had in five minutes dude i had all my credit cards bank accounts, everything synced. And it's like telling me what to cancel, what to, I mean, it, it was awesome. Yeah. So that's, and, that's interesting. So you'll love this too. Real quick. Sorry to catch yeah. you. It's very visual, which my wife loves. So to me, it's like, okay, instead of like me versus her and this whole budgeting thing, now it's like, now we have Truebill to kind of like, it, and it's very visual. Like, Hey, you had 20,000 expenses last month and 10,000 of income. Like here's all your bill. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's very visual. They, it's very well done. Like, uh, design wise. I'm, I'm extremely impressed with it. Yeah. That's, that, that sounds good. I, I'll have to check it out. Um, I'm curious though. How does that, how does that, uh, help the budget? Like, <laughs> sure. I mean like for well, one or two months doing that, it feels like you're saving maybe a couple hundred bucks, you know, but it'd be worth to me, I'd be like, I'd be worth a couple hundred bucks just to not touch it, touch the budget. <laughs> I don't know what now. Oh, well, well, you just kind of said budget doesn't work, which right, right. I, I think I, uh, I half agree with. Okay. I think I think there's income levels where that starts to make sense. Where where budget level no longer or budgeting a strict budget no longer it becomes more like fluid guardrails and then like at a lower income point i think a budget's almost necessary oh uh no i've a thousand percent agree with you on that yeah yeah yeah. no it's um yeah it's more of just like it uh i don't know man we just don't we both me and Brittany, we both lie to ourselves about how much money we're spending you know like we both, <laughs> oh, we all do yeah what, i mean it's like well i don't know me and my wife are both and and i'll in a lot of ways, I'm worse than her because everything I do is like it, it's a business expense or it's a, you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. like it's a, there's a justification. I don't need to talk it. to you about my $80 and flies for fly fishing <laughs> I just bought, but I do need to talk to you about your $90 that you right. spend every month oh, on yeah. eyelashes or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like, totally. so uh, it, I don't know, but it's just, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally we, but dude, eating out here's here's the thing, it's yeah. eating out, oh, man. Oh yeah, that's it crushes our, our <laughs> food bill, and and I know it's like is so we're trying so our attack plan on that is um, she's promised me she's gonna use all the Instacart. She hasn't yet, but it's <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful it's gonna happen at some point. But yeah, we're uh gonna hopefully just start using all the we haven't. Yeah. 
had some up for Costco. It's just so out of the way. I don't use Instacart, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the only we wouldn't do it either. Right. But the reason we're doing it is so we can do Instacart. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We yeah, just yeah. we love it. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of a little sidetrack here, yeah, I've yeah. been thinking about this because we Instacart everything. Yeah. We have so much stuff on Amazon. Like there is just a constant flow of boxes in my garage. Bro, like to I'm oh, constantly breaking them down. Uh, like it's oh, like yeah. a week and a month where it's like, all right, I'm gonna go clear boxes out of the garage. <laughs> yep. That's a new like. There's needs to be a, a recycle center like business idea that somebody just comes around, collects your boxes, That's they break it down, That's and genius. they'll just take them off yeah. for you. You just throw them in a pile. Dude, I got a I got a dumber idea for you that's that's success to show you how successful that would be if somebody did that there's a have you gotten a flyer in the mail for a uh like a wash your trash can out <laughs> no bro that's a brilliant idea i'm constantly yeah. like oh this trash can's Smell, nasty yeah. i need to clean it and i yeah. never do it i'm like i get it it's like uh, I think it's like 20 bucks a month. I'm like, that's the dumbest idea ever. Like, who would pay that? Well, shit. Like, everybody in my neighborhood's paying for it. That's what it is. The dude has a truck, and he has this, the, the genius part. It's all self-contained, the tank. And I mean, of course, it takes him like two minutes, and it's just like, oh, yeah. boom, done. And I'm like, I just see him drive. I'm like, dude, he's probably killing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does he just use a pressure washer and just... Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. And it's like, but I bet... uh. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of getting into uh, franchises right now because um, I listen to a podcast with the. You've seen those mini storage, yeah. Uh, thing. So it on. Um, there's like some, you know, redheaded stepchild version of that. Those are all like across the country. They're all taken up, but yeah. there's another one popping up. And I listen to a podcast. It's called The Wolf. Have you heard of it? No. It's an amazing email. Oh. An amazing email newsletter you need to get on. Where this guy. He breaks down all the franchises and like he does all the work for you on uh, uh, like research and yeah. like how profitable are they and like how a big thing with this franchise thing is like if you can marry like two. So, for instance, one that does really well, like the Orange Theory people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the same mothership, they're getting into the spa business. Well, so like, oh, that's so genius. Uh, yeah. You're already got all these upper income yep. females and now go get your sweaty workout in and then now go get them a massage. Like, this is so smart, yeah, right? It is. So uh, anyway, we're hopping on. You talked about the business though. That's genius. You need to do it. Yeah, with the cardboard. <laughs> I know. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's something to it. Well, you know, here's an, another incentive for you to do that is, you know, you can sell the cardboard. That In the pandemic, yeah. that was a gigantic business. People were making full-time incomes doing what you're talking about because there was so much need for the cardboard. For the material. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, that could. that's a whole other revenue stream right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So on that, so... Uh, you you kicked that off with the with the franchise the delivery thing maybe to I listened to one of the best podcasts I've listened to lately on have you listened to the Fort podcast Chris Powers no have you listened bro it's an amazing it's an industrial real estate podcast <laughs> now that doesn't like fire you up immediately but uh, bro he interviewed this week a guy he's one of like I think he was like employee three at DoorDash or something. One of the smartest people I've ever heard on a podcast. So guess what he's doing now? He's doing property management, and he. Oh really, dude? To say that I'm skeptical, skeptical about some Silicon Valley guy taking over property management is an understatement. But dude, this guy, he's 
just li- I really want you to listen to the podcast. We got to have him on here. Yeah. He um, it's pretty genius. I mean, he's attacking it on all ends. He's uh, he's I liked him at first because he their first market was I think Austin, Texas, and they just. He did several small things that I think was just so genius. Instead of just hiring a bunch of Silicon Valley engineers, like let's just, you know, outsmart all these like Joe Bob property managers, he he reversed it and like he just hired a property manager and he goes, Hey, we don't we don't know what we're doing. Uh can you show us? And well like so he got some properties under management, then he just basically sub whatever to you know, subbed it to the actual property manager. And then he got them to talk to his engineers, but dude, they're, they're blowing up. They're, they're going after like scale, like people that are obviously bigger than me, like publicly traded home builders that are in the building rent space. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's all about the data. And they're like, another thing they're doing is instead of like figuring out how to do inspections at scale, like how do you inspect a thousand homes in Atlanta? Like they're hiring like the guy who did it at an, at an apartment, right. In the mm-hmm. apartment world. So I don't know, man. It's a, it's a really good one. Yeah. That, that, what's the name of it? It's Wolf. Is the name no, of it? that was the franchise one. Oh, okay. uh, the it's called the Fort. The Fort. Yeah. Okay. Podcast. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. What's the name of the the business? Do you know? Darwin Property Management. Oh, okay. Yeah, Darwin, Darwin Property it's, Management. It's a it's a pretty slick website. Yeah. I was check it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. The uh, and they're in the hot markets, you know, Nashville. Yeah. So what's interesting, man, is they are. Traditionally, have you ever looked at buying a property management business or getting into it? I've done a little bit of reading on getting into it, but I've never. It's it's it. beyond bad. It is so horrible. Like so, the yeah. the big development deal I was working on, build around ninety two units. I mean, I was just going to spin one up just to self manage, and I was just doing the numbers just to break even. I'm like, dude, I had to charge eight percent just to break even, and that was that was running lean. I'm like, I can't imagine running a business like yeah. this. But all right, again, some things he's doing different to monetize this the ecosystem. He's got the data. So he he has people like these big sovereign wealth funds coming to him, like, hey, we need we need to buy, you know, hundred million dollars of houses in Dallas. Help us, right? Yeah. So he's getting a cut of that. He's got the date. He's got better data than everybody, right? So mm-hmm. he's he's monetizing it from that end on the commission structure. He also eventually wants to monetize the consumer. So nobody's done that yet in property management. Nobody. They've always treated the resident like kind of a a little stepchild, like just pay and move on. Yeah. He's like, no, we need to be marketing. Like he's already got a credit card company that wants to like market to the end and they know and he's think about dude he's got better data than the credit score people because he knows if you're late on your rent or not they know your income it's it's income verified you know it's it's pretty genius that's yeah that's that's where that's where people in tech get really smart of like thinking about it you know yeah not only we're building this product we now are collecting information absolutely about our customers and that becomes a value asset in and of itself but I just liked how he talked. Like he didn't talk down to plumbers or whatever. He's like, absolutely not. He gets, I think me and you are kind of used to like hair on fire entrepreneurs that mm-hmm. are like, let's get into the Atlanta market, get some houses under management. Oh, my pipes broke. Oh, uh, okay. Let's get, you know, no. When he goes to Atlanta, he gets two subs for every skill there. And 
before they even, you know, get a house, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, he's got the software and, and all the subs lined up before he has anybody, which I, I just like that, the organization yeah. and stuff like that. He's building, building his own software for everything. Cause he's like, it's, it all sucks, which is like, dude, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. like, he, he had to build his own accounting software to handle all this because that, you know, nothing on the market works. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. So it's, a, so when you're listening to the fort, listen to that one and also listen to Richard Fertigue. Have I talked to you about him? He's, um, oh, this is a good segue for that. Sorry. I'm just, I got a lot to talk to you about. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, it's good. All right. It's good stuff. Richard Fertigue, dude, great podcast to listen to. We kind of have similar backgrounds, but he's exponentially more successful than me. So he was on wall street, uh, worked for Steve Schwarzman at Blackstone worked for, uh, he actually worked for a fund of funds and he's actually one of the only people who fired Bernie Madoff <laughs> before oh. he got found out. Cause he couldn't, he wasn't kind of a fraud. He was just like, you can't account for your numbers. So I don't trust you. You know, it's yeah. like one of those deals. So, uh, he, uh, kind of had a, a life crisis wife, uh, you know, they got divorced, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up going windsurfing down in the outer banks and he fell in love with it. He was already a ski fanatic. The whole windsurfing thing, he ends up buying this island, um, this the windsurfing capital of the world. But everybody was scared to buy to buy this island because this environmental damage, this bridge was being condemned. And he just knew he was like, these are all short term. Like, do people are like giving away properties on this? Like, basically, right? Because yeah. they're so scared. And he just knew from Wall Street, he's like, dude, when everybody's being risk off, that's the time to be risk on. Mm -hmm. Bro, he buys like the whole damn island. And and sure enough, what happens, Charlie, two years later, the new bridge is built and like his value has gone 10x up. He owns all, he, he owns the island. That's the windsurfing yeah. capital of the world. So he is... He does purpose-built short-term rental properties. So he's he built this mansion, and it's built for windsurfers. Huh. So he has, like, extra storage for your kites and, like, all this stuff and, like, extra showers and extra. And um, so I'm, I'm teeing this up for a business idea yeah. for you. So just hold, hold my beer, okay? So he um, – so that's his thing. And he's, like, short-term rentals. It's the future – this purpose-built niche stuff, right? So he's, so he makes more money though, do, with ancillary services, which so he he like if you want like so he posts a lot of bachelor parties like from Wall Street and stuff. They'll fly down with the guys. He'll get the Outer Banks brewmaster to come and host a like a tasting session, right? And that's like oh, yeah. whatever, a thousand bucks. He gets a ten percent commission of that. He and so he charges dude like a hundred grand for a week to stay at this house, but he makes another hundred grand in gross revenues with yeah. ancillary services. Like he'll get all these mas you know, you you've been kite surfing all day. Let's get some masseuse, you know, get your yeah. massage on. Get, uh, oh, you want a chef? Cool. We got a chef for you. So like, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, because people who are into that, they're all about experience, right? I, that's, that's the whole it. reason they're, Absolutely. they're going out there. And so yeah. why not capitalize on that? It's brilliant. Yeah. So he he's buying, he lives in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, but he's he has a place in Costa Rica. I don't know. He's just, he's in all these cool markets, but I love how he's niched down and like just different niches and 
I love the ancillary service product, you know. So, all right, here's my yeah. idea. I want to run past you. Okay. And I want you to, obviously, it's an awesome idea because I had it, but I want you to shoot holes <laughs> in it, okay? All right. All right, so here's my, I'm getting into fly fishing, like, and I'm I'm bad at it, I, but it's it's really cool. I like it. You know, I got the Blue Ridge Cabin. It's it's like a Tico River. It's one of the top trout fishing rivers in Georgia, you know, and I've, okay. I've been out west. So, like, dude. The whole hunt and fishing space is not organized at all. It's all independent. You know, yeah. you don't like even now, like I want to book a guide. I don't want to, when I take my son out, like I want to catch fish. Like I don't want to play around, but like, you don't know what you're getting when you book a guide, you know? Right. So like, dude, what about like a hunting and fishing, like Airbnb niche with like, like I, it's called like fish camp and it, it's all just like, I own like a bunch of cabins all over the country on like trout fishing rivers and like, and so same thing, it works. But then I also, I got these guides, I got these shit, like the same kind of model as him, but I've niched down into hunting and fishing. What do do you think? I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Anytime you, you, you niche down on something like it gives you a different perspective. Yeah. You know, even just thinking through this property that I'm purchasing now, like, do we rent or do we uh, Airbnb it? Like, it's such a dynamically different strategy depending on which one you get. Like, it, you know, if it's Airbnb, then the numbers work totally different. I'm thinking about it different. I'm thinking about, you know, what the amenities differently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant when you when you think of a concept and then niche down on it, it gives you a unique perspective of you're going to see value and an opportunity in an area that someone else may not. Right. Um, I love that idea. I think that's, I think, yeah, I mean... Uh, there's, yeah, it's now wrapped around an experience. You're speaking to a specific target audience. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Do it. Good. What's, what's the, what's the downside though? Like what's the, what's. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, you're going to have to be, I guess, weather specific and. All right. So that's where, that's why I wanted to marry it with the hunting. Yeah. So I've got like hunting. Yeah. Well, I got, I don't know. Yeah. Hunting and fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I'm just thinking if you're in Jackson hole. Yeah. I, well, I know let's use Jackson hole for an example, like snake river. It's like top trout fishing river out West, but you can't, it's frozen in the winter or something. You can't, right. you can't fish there in the winter, but you yeah. can't elk hunt or whatever. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So you yeah. got the year round thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then speaking of like amenities and stuff, like you could, you know, you could do uh, on-site cleaning services, cleaning your uh, materials yeah. <laughs> or, you know, gun cleaning. Or, or even just um, like with trout fishing, even like having like some extra fishing line available or extra stuff. Like, dude, if I had that available, 90% probability they wouldn't use it anyway. All that stuff costs less than 50 bucks. It's like, and dude, if you ran out of fly line, to not have to go into town, buy some, come back out, you're you're never booking anywhere else again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you just have that available or some like even like some custom flies or like to test out like dude, you're you're never booking anywhere else again. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean it's like it's like the invention of the mini fridge in a hotel room where it's like oh, if, yeah. if you had a mini fridge and in one hotel and no other hotel, you'd choose the one with the mini fridge. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, good. Um, well, I'm, I'm not like saying I'm going to do it, but I'm like, it's a good idea. I'm already 
kind of doing it with my Blue Ridge place, yeah. you know, and even I could turn the Pigeon Forge cabins. It, oh, yeah. You know, I, I could, uh, I'm trying to just, you know, the logistics of it, like having a, a, a separate, like closet with the gear because you don't want it accessible with like kids can like break it and stuff right but just like some separate stuff like small stuff um i don't know i think it would be i think it would be fun too you know what i mean oh yeah and, and you get a a different clientele like people that is the destination versus like an airbnb is a place to stay while you go to your, your destination you know like that's a game changer like now you're responsible for someone's great experience and yeah. they're, they're having a good time and they associate it with now with your right right with your location um it's good branding you could also it's like a like a i don't know what the word for it. it's like a loop strategy of like now see i'm sending business to the guides so now obviously they have their own clientele so it's like where are you staying it's like oh well, you just need to stay at jimmy's place because that's he sends me business now you're gonna send me business you know what i mean yeah so i've kind of reversed that which i like i like that a lot so yeah I don't know. yeah and then you just need to you need to like brand it in some unique way like every door's painted camo <laughs> or you get a free uh yeah. you know free neon vest or something yeah yeah yeah. oh i like that yeah yeah some even just some uh hats or something it's just i love the outdoor niche because like uh these prepper have you like dude everybody in the prepper business makes a damn fortune do you do you know why it's because they're not organized no prepper is like tech savvy so like there's a couple prepper websites and they all of them murder it and it's because uh, preppers aren't naturally a website you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and it's, yeah. so so, it's, so i've seen that play out play out and i'm like i don't i just don't want to do it like i don't that would get so exhausting like yeah. talking about the end of their world like every week you know but uh in the same kind of vein like same thing hunting fishing people aren't naturally tech savvy people but it's like but they still use the web to book everything. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and they're not, so I don't know. It's like a niche. It'd be fun. And, um, I don't know. I'm on YouTube, you know, obviously a lot. And, uh, there's a mill, dude, you, you don't even know how many freaking fly fishing YouTube channels there are. And everybody has like 50,000 followers, man. I don't, I mean, they're not good at all. Like, it, yeah. you know what I mean? But they're like, they strap a GoPro on and like watch you fish and then like they cut it and stuff. And it's, it's not anything like Mr. Beast or like what, I mean, it's, it's right. nothing, but they all have like 50,000 followers or hundred thousand. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a following. People love it. Yeah. All um, right. We're going, we're at an hour. Are we, are we good? Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. We got hold on, let me get let me get one more in here. We got we talked about Truebill. That was that was a go in the podcast. Um uh Richard Fertig, the short term. It'll it, he'll pump you up to get to get in this. Oh well so, so I had this I had some tenant I've had a lot of tenant turnover, it's just is what it is. Have you what do you you don't use a website or anything, do you? For like pro, like to get applications or what do you use? Um, I have used Zillow in the yep. past, but yep. I I don't have a like yeah. a set system right now. There's not. It's kind of like email providers. There's not any like there's so so I've used for these tenant turnovers. I've used uh Zumper. I've used Zillow, and I've used Apartments.com. 
they all three have their flaws for sure. sure. Um, but uh, anyway, I was just gonna. Uh, that's a, that's a bit another idea for you. To, it's tough because I don't. It's like that idea has always been out there for me to like tackle that space. But like it's again like. I don't want to compete with Zillow or apartment stock. I mean, they're publicly freaking traded billion dollar companies. Like I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's tough. And, and because, and this is, this is my struggle with startups is like the customer almost never wins. Like oh yeah. Always chasing <laughs> investor. Like the investors are, your real customer, yeah. you know, and it's like what they want to see. Yeah. Uh, always trumps what you should do on behalf of the customer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of an interesting, you know, with these huge, when, when you get as huge as Zillow and you're kind of owning the market, you know, yeah. of like, you know, now people assume their house value by just what's their Zestimate, right. you know, like they right. just go do a little research and now they control people's perception of value. And yep. <laughs> it's, yep. It's so wild. Yeah. 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 All right. Good deal. Let's send it on that. All right. All right.